0: Coming up today on Expedition Retirement, brought to you by Golden Reserve. What if the government said no more 401ks? You say you don't like risk, but is your retirement plan ignoring the biggest risk of all? And what are the big tech stocks just got even better? All that coming up today on Expedition Retirement.
1: This is Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve.
2: We think of retirement as a mountain, right? You work your way up the mountain, you save, you work hard, and you have a certain advice that gets you to the top. But when you get to the top,
1: everything changes. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? And hello
0: again. Welcome to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. My name is Randy Cook here each week to sit down and talk through some of the big questions that you probably have about this. There's going to come a time you're going to walk away from work. You're going to go into this thing called retirement. Have you done enough? Have you saved enough? Are you prepared for all of this? It's basically 25 years of unemployment. And who's ready for something like that? Well, that's why we're here. Greg, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, Randy. I, uh, it's funny it's just now you know march i guess you know february Damn. and i just got back from a soccer tournament that was outdoors in indiana okay it was snowing a nine o'clock game it was 22 degrees oh and um oh my gosh that is too early for soccer That's too cold for soccer that's right my little uh my little lily bug she's not so little anymore she's 11 but you know um, she's still my little lily bug. Uh, went out and kicked butt, and they won the tournament. And it was funny because all the girls were wearing sweatshirts and hoodies, and and my little ailer daughter, right, was out there, no tights and short sleeves in the second game, and 36 degrees, running around like wow. a little maniac. So I was a I was a proud dad. I think some some parents are like questioning my parenting. I think <laughs> was a, a little bit brought into question, but I'm building warriors over here, there so you I go. don't care. I I'm like building it. warriors, Randy. <laughs> but other than that, it's been good, right? You know, I, I think we're, uh, we're well, in the home stretch here.
0: You live on the river do you make her go out there and do a cold
2: plunge every day and and i, I you know that way she gets used to all this you know it's funny that you say that <laughs> her little friends come over and when we have people over on the weekends for dinner uh, they'll have competitions it'll look like a you know they get in trouble because they make a mess but they, they jump in there and see how long they can sit in the cold plunge at 39 <laughs> degrees and it's kind of a rite of passage whatever kid goes in first hops out the fastest then each kid that hops in after want to beat the previous kid but Thirty nine degrees is that's that's, yeah. that's 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 chilly. Wow. So yeah, they definitely jump in. She's been in the tub a few times, but n- not hopefully. Uh, you know, I, again, parenting. Again, people are like, God, this kid torching his kids. They call, <laughs> calling job family services here, cold plunges and running around in shorts and thirty degree weather. Uh, like I said, Randy, oh, we're building warriors. We're building go. warriors over here at the Ailer House.
0: All right. Well, it might be a bit of a cold plunge for you as you go into retirement because sometimes it can be a shock to the system, and sometimes we bring up some headlines here on the show that are a little bit of a shock and that's where I was this week. I wanted to run this one by you Greg because we've talked about how some of the laws that help retirees are slowly but surely going away. Case in point, the stretch IRA. You get your IRA money from mom and dad as they pass and then you were able to use that your entire life and pay the taxes a little bit at a time. Well, they got rid of that. And now we have to pay them over a 10-year period of time. And you say, Greg, it'll probably be five years before we know it. So I found these two articles this week about Uncle Sam wanting to get his money sooner. The article in USA Today says our country would be a lot better off if the government abolished the 401k. Another article said the 401k will be gone in 10 years. There's two things they say why. Number one, people who've been able to save in their 401ks for the most part are the top 10%. So they're favoring the rich. There's always that. And the government loses $185 billion a year because they're tax-deferred. That's money that could be coming into their coffers. And they say, with that money, we could probably solve 75% of Social Security's problems. So your thoughts on that one?
2: My thoughts on that one. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, I I think everyone has an opinion Mm -hmm. regarding how to handle the retirement, you know, conundrum. Mm -hmm. You know, how can we force people to save? How do we, you know, ensure that they have enough money to make it through retirement? We know that Social Security is probably not enough for most families to to obviously do all the things they want to do in retirement. So, how do you supplement that? Well, the four hundred and one k. When I wrote my book last year, Fire Your Financial Advisor, I I talked about the history of the 401k, and it was never built. That's the irony. You know, sometimes things don't work out quite as you plan when they're not built to do what they do now. Mm -hmm. The 401k was never built to be a retirement plan tool for for you folks. It was a uh, deferred comp plan for high net worth executives. Mm -hmm. They were finding ways to defer comp when they were paying out huge executive deals And then somebody, you know, some consultant started doing some math and they allowed for it to be deducted out of payroll. And it turned into this, you know, get out of jail free card to kill your pension. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, people are like, why worry about this? Where you can actually go out and manage your own retirement. And that sounded exciting for people to take control over their own retirement. But in the flip side, it takes a lot more work. There's a lot more fees. There's a lot more transactions where before you just got your pension and it was kind of simple. And people just kind of learned to live within that world. And unfortunately, if they died early in life, a lot of times they lost a lot of value Mm -hmm. and people that didn't sit well with people either. So will 401ks go away? I doubt it. It is a trillion-dollar industry. It's a structural, internal way of saving money. Do 401ks work? Yeah, sort of. I, I mean, I, I don't buy this 10% only favors the rich crap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone, we, we work with everybody, and everyone has a 401k, and everyone's benefited from tax-deferred Roth 401k. Everyone benefits, right? Paying no tax, whether you're paying at 15%, 20% or at 30 or 40% tax rates is still a benefit. It is also a structure that's very simple and easy. People can, you know, easily just have it taken out of their for, you know, their, their payroll account every every week or month, how depending on how they get paid. But I, I do think that the last point is what we've been saying a long time, which is the Uncle Sam is the one that takes the big tax hit. Now, I think this article, whoever wrote it, doesn't really understand taxes that much because what they don't understand is while they take a deferment. They take a larger payout on the back end. They
0: get more on the end, yeah. They
2: get more on the end. So while they may not be getting the taxes up front, and it's tax-deferred, time, value, money, all that fun stuff comes into play, uh, at the end of the day, they're getting a much higher percentage of tax, coming out of the 401 ks an example, would be a half million dollar IRA during Jack and Jill's life. If they were taking money out to what this article is suggesting, and by the way, what we do with every tax map we build is let's leverage your retiree tax rates uh, now that you're not working anymore. Well, if you're paying, let's say 10% you know, tax on that, you're gonna pay $50,000 out of your $500,000 IRA to Uncle Sam. So you gotta keep 450,000, that's a great deal for you if you leverage your tax rates, but most people don't. They wait till 73 and use Uncle Sam's plan. Then what happens? Well then the tax rates double when your spouse passes because you're at a single filing rate instead of a couple. We call that the widow's penalty. But most importantly, when it passes again to the children, the kiddos, we call it the kiddos penalty because now it's taxed at their tax rates who are usually still working. And because they're still working, you know, they could be in the thirty or forty percent tax bracket with state and federal taxes. So now that five hundred thousand dollar tax you know IRA that was going to be taxed at fifty thousand if you had your own plan is now getting taxed at $200,000, which is almost half, right? Almost half your IRA is going to Uncle Sam because you waited till 73 to take money out of it. And I think that is the, the miss is that the hot stove, you know, mentality of your 401k and IRA holds through all through retirement, which is don't touch it. You've put money into this thing for the last 30 years. Don't touch it. And it's like, well, you can't touch it before you're 59 and a half. Or you pay a ten percent penalty. So you don't touch it, don't touch it, Randy, don't touch it. But then you get to retirement, and then what do they say? Don't touch well don't it. touch it now because now you have to pay tax on mm-hmm. it. Well you're always gonna have to pay tax on it. That's the that's the rub. When people say that I wanna rip my hair out, <laughs> you're always gonna pay tax on your IRA. There's no way around it. Well you're gonna pay tax. Of course you are. How about you pay the least amount by taking out now? Versus waiting and using Uncle Sam's plan and waiting until obviously your spouse passes and you lose that preferential couple tax filing rate, or when it obviously it goes to your kids and you know your kids are gonna do they're gonna be like oh okay whatever I guess I'll I'll just pay the tax. It's not like they're gonna be really think about advanced tax because they're not counting on that to live most likely. So th- to them it's a lottery effect. They're just gonna say all right we'll take whatever you need and whatever's left over we're gonna buy a place at Florida. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately I think that would be drive mom and dad crazy if they lost almost half their IRA to Uncle Sam because they did. Didn't have a plan. Randy, everyone needs a tax map. You know, it's one of the most important things to get overlooked. It's why we built an internal team of CPAs at Golden Reserve. It's why we have it. It's that important. No one talks about it. It's not about stock guessing in retirement, it's about going out and finding where you can pick up the most benefit in retirement. How can you save the most dollars? And if you do that, you're going to find a lot of times it doesn't involve investments. It involves tax planning and legal planning and things that a lot of people overlook. And that's where we and how we built Golden Reserve. It started off as a law firm. And then we added, obviously, the financial components. And then we added the tax components because all of those have to play together if you want to win the retirement game big. And winning it big in my last example on a half a million dollar IRA, Randy, I mean, shoot, $200,000 200000 Uncle Sam or $50,000 to Uncle Sam? That's $150,000. Yeah. When was the last time you spent $150,000 on anything? And that's if you have a half-a-million-dollar IRA. What if you have a million-dollar IRA? Double it, right, Like or triple it if it's yeah, 1.5. I mean, there's considerable tax savings to be grabbed, if you have the right guides in retirement, and that's why I think everyone needs a, our complimentary tax map. We build it for everyone, you know, obviously, to get them going in the right direction to understand it's not just about stock guessing. It's about planning for the big risk in retirement, Randy. You've probably heard
0: that saying it's not what you make, it's what you keep.
2: And in retirement,
0: that is so very true. And what you keep all really kind of depends on having a tax strategy. We call it a tax map at Golden Reserve. Give us a call. It's built into every roadmap for retirement. There's two ways you can get in touch with us right now. If it's time to talk about your retirement, let's put the papers out on the table and see what the tax liabilities are for you. Most people come to us. And that's where most of their money is. GetYourRoadmap.com is our website. We'll ask you to fill in a little information there, and then our team will reach out to you, or you can reach out to us right now. 855-546-2074 is the number. 855-546-2074. Well, in the office this morning, a lot of people were coming in saying, hey, did you see the Wendy Williams special over the weekend? She's the talk show host. She's 59 years old, and she now has has dementia. She has a fascia. There's some things happening in her life that are really very sad. And it just brings up what we talk about every week here on the show is the cognitive issues in this country. And I found a kind of disturbing study from the American Medical Association of Neurological Journal. It says for those people over 65... 32% have some kind of dementia or mild cognitive impairment. For those over 80, that number goes up to 50%. The average person in memory care spends 80% of their monthly income on care. A quarter of the people are spending 300% of their monthly income on long-term care. That's not sustainable. And because of these costs, 22% of older Americans with dementia are living alone. Greg that's scary cuz my mom is right in the middle of that and I can't imagine her living on her own. So this is the biggest risk to retirement. People don't pay attention to it. If you're not dealing with it, you're literally rolling the dice, aren't you?
2: You are. I mean, it's almost scary having these segments on TV shows and radio shows cuz we feel like people tune out, right? Like cuz they don't it's scary. Yeah. But you have to talk about it. if you actually are a protector and a guide in retirement, you are committing malpractice. Mm-hmm not putting together a plan for long-term care. Yep. And and we feel strongly about that. Our backbone of our company is on an elder law firm. You know, we, we did, you know, estate planning and elder law for people that were in nursing home crises just like these our entire life. So we're intimately familiar with the challenges, not just financially, but just, you know, from a family dynamic of navigating these tough, tough situations. And the best thing you can do is have a plan. You know, it sounds so simple, and I'm sure people are like, yeah, I get it. You know, No one plans to obviously, you know, have their house burned down, but they have homeowner's insurance if it does. And that's how you should view long-term care. Hey, I don't plan on going in a nursing home. I don't plan on any of this happening. But if it does, I don't want to dump all this stuff on my spouse or on my kids to have to figure out everything that they could guess what I wanted. Lay out what you want. Lay out what you want to have happen. Do you want home care? Do you want, you know, assisted living? Do you want, you know, where do you want to go? How do you want to be? How do you want to age? and then how can you afford it and can you afford it and i think that's a separate conversation and with memory care units they're $12,000 a month yeah right like i mean i mean those those are around the clock 24/7 those are you know those are expensive you know, reality is that if people don't have the right amount of care, and I think everyone at home needs to know, Medicare does not pay for long-term care. I get that question every month. Well, no, don't worry, Greg, I have Medicare. Does not pay. Medicare is like your insurance, like when you were working. It'll pay for, obviously, things that happen, you know, if you break a bone, if you have a stroke, if you have a heart attack, yes, that covers the, the the hospital bills. But Medicare does not pay for long-term care. And a long-term care is essentially any kind of debilitating illness that relates to essentially aging. So if you're not showing signs of improvement, Medicare stops paying after about 20 days. And you never get more than 100 days. And I think that's when people get that first nursing home bill and they just kind of scratch their head and say, wait a second, I have Medicare. Medicare does not pay. And I think that that's the myth that most people don't realize Medicaid pays. It's called Medicaid for the Aged, but it doesn't start paying until you run out of money. Mm-hmm. That's how the system's set up. I mean, the system sucks. So, I mean, I I get it. Everybody's like, well, I've worked my whole life and now I have to spend it all down on a nursing home. Unfortunately, that's how the system... So we have to find ways to protect your assets outside and around the system. And there are a lot of legal options out there. You know, there's a lot of great elder care law attorneys out there that can use asset protection trusts and other things to put their surviving spouse or even the kids in a position where you don't lose everything. And you can have extra money to pay for a private room or for home care longer. There's things you can do to structure your life in a way that actually plans for this risk. Now I know most people are just going to say, well, you know, I looked at long-term care insurance. So it was too expensive. Yeah, it's super expensive. No one, I think 5% of the country has it because they can't qualify for it or they can't afford it, which makes sense, right? Like it's just, it, it's not what it used to be. And the reason it's not what it used to be is because of the numbers Randy just shared. Yeah. When you have half the country in their eighties, needing some form of, you know, memory care, that's super expensive. Long-term care insurance companies stop paying and they stop underwriting for that kind of stuff. And and that's the sad part. You know, so many long-term care insurance providers went out of business or got out of the, you know, long-term care business altogether. And, you know, you have Genworth and a couple other players, One America, a couple other people that really specialize in it, but it's not usually a, I'm going to cover everything forever. It's like, well, you know, we'll probably cover 50% of the expense for three years and then you're on your own. And if you have a five- to seven- or ten-year stay, well, you're kind of screwed. Mm -hmm. And those Cadillac policies we used to see that covered unlimited forever aren't around anymore. And those are the things, Randy, and if they are, man, they're expensive. So our long-term care compass is part of every roadmap, Randy. And what we do is we sit down with our elder care law attorneys. We assess the situation. Make sure that your power of attorneys, your health care power of attorney, your financial power of attorney, your living will, your estate docs, make sure all that stuff's in order. That stuff is so important if you become cognitively impaired to make sure who's making the decisions if you can't. And then let's talk about some protection. What's out there from a legal standpoint where I can protect the house or some other things from potential long-term care costs so that my spouse doesn't have to be impoverished or that all my assets that I work my whole life for don't all have to go to the nursing home or the government. Some can actually go to my kids or grandkids. So those are the things that the Long-Term Care Compass builds. We do that with every client when we build our roadmap for And I think it's something that most advisors ignore because they don't have a tool. Right. All they can do is sell insurance.
0: So we would love to have the conversation with you about your retirement. Certainly, we're going to talk about markets and stocks and bonds, and we're going to talk about taxes, and we're going to talk about fees. But eventually, we need to talk about this because it is and it could be the biggest drain on your retirement assets. You saved your whole life, a million dollars or $2 million, whatever you've saved, you don't want all of that going to a nursing home. And to have some protection against that is really something that we need to talk through. Give us a look on our website, which is getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. We'll ask you to fill in a little information there and our team reaches out to you or you can reach out to us right now at 855-546-2074, 855-546-2074. You've heard of the Magnificent Seven, those seven stocks that are holding our stock market up. Well, one of them just got even better. We'll tell you about that coming up next on Expedition Retirement. You've heard of the Magnificent Seven, those seven stocks that are holding our stock market up. Well, one of them just got even better. We'll tell you about that. Coming up next on Expedition Retirement.
3: Nobody wants to think about it. Nobody wants to talk about it either. Long-term care, assisted living, home care, the nursing home. But with annual costs now regularly exceeding $100,000 and stays exceeding three years, this could be the largest risk to your life savings. Planning for long-term care is like buying homeowners insurance. You don't plan on your house burning down, but we want to be ready if it does. We know retirees don't want to buy more insurance. So at Golden Reserve, we use our long-term care compass retirement tool that points to our team of elder care law attorneys. These attorneys leverage new legal tools like asset protection trusts to help protect the things that matter most to you and your family. To learn more about our long-term care compass, asset protection trusts, and other retirement tools, and how we can protect and guide you down retirement mountain, go to GetYourRoadmap.com. That's (laughs) GetYourRoadmap.com.
0: Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. If it's time to talk about your retirement, we would love to have the opportunity to hear, listen, and help. GetYourRoadmap.com is a great place to start. All right, so we talk about stocks that do well. Magnificent Seven holding up our stock market right now. And one of the things about all those great tech stocks is many times in the tech world, those stocks don't have dividends, Well, that's changing. Facebook, Meta, they're going to begin to pay a quarterly dividend on their stock to make it more attractive. So that actually makes things a little bit better if you want to get into that tech market. So, Greg, let me ask about that. I mean, our market flashlight is something that we we talk about stocks and bonds. Certainly, that's a, a place where some people are going to want to have their money is in the market. Do you talk about dividend paying stocks? Do you use them and how do
2: you choose them? Well, you know, believe it or not, when it comes to all that stuff, it's the fun stuff, right, Randy? Mm-hmm. You're an ice cream guy. You'd like to go right to the ice cream on this show. You put a little Hershey syrup on it, some sprinkles. I see you over there. We
0: just did the broccoli. I'm done with that. Let's do we the did, sprinkles.
2: We did just talk about taxes and long-term care. The listeners probably get a little dessert. They deserve it. They, yeah. they, they, If they're still listening, they definitely deserve a little bit of ice cream. So we we take a different approach. So we are a 100% passive. We're a vanguard, you know, obviously Vogel kind of philosophy, which means we believe in taking on the entire index in terms of how we approach the stock market investing. If someone's going to be in the market, we want them to be in it and be in it cheap. Okay. So we don't have any individual holdings at Golden Reserve. We don't do individual holdings. We don't do individual stock guessing. We don't do individual bond guessing. Um, it's just not who we are. And frankly, we just don't think it works. Okay. And that's not to say if you have a meta stock at home, it's great. You know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to say, well, it works for me. And I'd say, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it does. Like, I, I don't know what working quote unquote working. Does it go up? Maybe, you know, did it go up as much as the S and P or is it, you know, that's a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. You're putting all your eggs in one basket and, and for us and for our clients, that's not what we do. Right. Like the goal isn't to drive 95 miles an hour to the grocery stores to drive 35 miles an hour. Cause you can get there and. All the goodies are still there that you want. And when we talk about holdings, if people will like the idea of stock guessing, then they can have their separate account and keep doing it. Okay. We're just not gonna do it with the majority of their retirement, right? You know, and it's great if you're tracking the IRR and you're a do-it-yourselfer and you love, you know, that's a game for you and it's a hobby. And we find that that is, for some folks, what they do in their retirement. That's great. But I just say, let's be smart about it. Let's, let's get an account that's a fraction uh, that can do what, and go up and down and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's not going to affect your retirement. Do you really want to bet your retirement on that Zuckerberg guy? I don't. Like, I don't want to bet my entire life savings on that goofball. You know, I don't care what dividends they pay.
0: Well, I know people who buy individual stocks, but my whole life, I've never bought an individual stock. I've always just put money in index funds. So as Greg was explaining that, I thought to myself, in retirement, why should I start buying individual stocks? You may be the same way. Give us a look on our website, GetYourRoadmap.com. Let's talk through who you are as an investor. If it's individual stocks and you're used to that, okay, there's a place for that. But maybe not. Maybe that's not where you are and you just want to take a conservative approach to your retirement. Give us a call. Let's talk through it. GetYourRoadmap.com is our website or 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. Well, let's talk about that do it or that Greg was just talking about. Maybe you have been buying individual stocks throughout your life. That's great. Maybe you'll go into retirement doing the very same thing. But a lot of people, they just kind of go along and they buy index funds or they put money in their 401k and then they come to the retirement table. But if you're one of those people who's kind of spreadsheet guy and you've done this all yourself, there's an interesting stat out there that says by the time you get to retirement, most of you will say, you know what? I don't want to do this myself. And you sit down with some kind of a retirement planner. By the time you're in retirement, that number jumps up immeasurably. People say, I don't want to do this myself. So, Greg, what is it that you can go 30 years of doing this yourself, but then when you get into retirement, you say, gosh, I need some help. What is it?
2: Well, I mean, I always think it's a little bit of how humans are wired, you know, not to get too into the psychology, but you know, when you're building your own benchmarks for success, you're always gonna be pretty satisfied just right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of how it works right like oh man I made money last year I'm so good at this uh-huh. it's like well you made eight percent and the market did 14 uh-huh. percent so really you lost by six percent but that's not how humans work we're like no 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 I look at this I made eighty two thousand dollars and it's like well you should have made four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars if you would have actually hit the market you know if you can't beat the market, you know, that's the threshold everyone should be shooting for. If you're a DIYer, a do-it-yourselfer, you shouldn't be holding yourself to fake standards that you're making up. You should be saying, am I getting the return I need to actually pace the market? Because that's the threshold, right? Like, that's the, you know, you're you're at the B-level class if you can get there. Now, my next question would be, who cares? <laughs> like, who cares about if, if all you're doing is just hoping your money goes up and your fingers are crossed and you're over-leveraged in the market? You know, people that are, you know... <laughs> I don't want to pick on them. If you're listening, I'm sorry, but I'm going to pick on you a little bit. Like, it's ridiculous to think that you could read the stock. You know, you could read your Wall Street Journal in the morning, and then you can beat the market that no one can beat. You know, can it, it, it's kind of silly. Yeah. Now, is it fun? Is it like when I go to Vegas? Yeah, it's fun. I can think that I can win sometimes, and sometimes you will win. But you'll just ignore all the times you lose. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's just the nature of how we are. And I think it's not retirement planning Stock guessing is not retirement planning. It's not trying to pick winners. It's trying to protect what you built. Your, your days of worrying about where meta's going is probably over. All you need to do is make sure that what you have lasts. And that is what frustrates me so much about the financial services industry is that so many people are chasing things they don't need and taking on risks they don't need and paying fees that they don't need to pay. All in under the guise of magic numbers or magic returns. And at the end of the day, it's like... Dude, you got it $1.5 million. Let's not, let's assume you make no money and you just put it on your mattress and you're around for the next 20 years. Could you find a way to spend all that money? Like everything's paid off. So it's like, what are we doing? And no, no, we're going to risk it all where we could lose 50% or more in the stock crash. You're just kind of like, I don't, I just don't get it. And I think that's because all of the financial advisors out there have different motives. Like they want to keep their money in the market. So you, you keep paying your 1% and, you know, they want to demonize. I saw commercial, a ridiculous Fisher commercials, you know, like with two advisors, you know, going on and on about, we don't get paid unless you get, Yeah, you know, we, we make more when you make more. Well, they also get paid quite a bit when you lose too, <laughs> just FYI, which is conveniently left out of their tagline, the jingle wouldn't sound really good if it said, we make more when you make more, but when you make less, we still do pretty good. Fisher Investments. <laughs> that right? bumper like, sticker don't fly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound as good. It doesn't sound as good. So so I, I guess when, when I break down how to think about retirement planning, I am going to build a fence around all my stuff first. Like any smart person, I've got all this stuff. What can hurt me the first? And that is our roadmap, Randy. Fees, taxes, market risk, long-term care. I'm going to build a essentially huge wall around my money because mm-hmm. that's the most important thing to me. It's common sense. I'm going to make sure I've built all this. What can hurt me the most? I want to plan for each of those four things. Our roadmap for retirement does that for every retiree. We do that at no cost. The second thing I want to do is figure out what additional income, if any, does this money have to grow for me to do all the things I want to do in retirement? If the answer is no, then I have a lot of easy options to write out and most people's answer is no, just FYI. Mm. And we can actually sit there and say, all right, we don't have to swing for the fences. We can put most of your money in safe and we can still get some good returns that can supplement our income and we don't have to take on any risk in retirement. And those are the things and conversations that aren't happening across the Midwest. They're just not happening. They're being dumped into silly American funds or mutual funds or these actively managed funds or someone chasing returns and it's costing people their life savings. I mean, 2022, you saw what happened. 2000, you know, 10, we saw what happened, or eight, nine, 2000, we saw what happened. So every 10 years, people lose a huge chunk of their world and they don't have to. And it's the timing issue that drives me crazy because people always say, well, it always earned 8% returns. It's like, yeah, over 65 years. What if I retired in 2022? Uh-huh. What if I retired in 2008? I am not getting back to even in retirement because I'm not going to, well, like it came back. Really? Do you think people are going to keep their money in the market when they lose a quarter of it or half of it? No. They take it out, and then they lose the boomerang back up. These are the things that drive me crazy. It's not how humans think. So if you want an approach that's different, right, approach that is preservation first. And does that mean we don't want to make money? Of course not. Of course we want to make some good returns. But not at the expense of you not being able to do what you want in retirement. That is the goal. The goal of retirement is you winning retirement with obviously doing everything you want not chasing a magic number, and that is how we build plans at Golden Reserve. We
0: call it our roadmap for retirement, and we'd love to put one together for you. If that's kind of the same mindset that you have, I want to just preserve my money. Greg, don't lose my money. Well, you may have enough there that you don't have to take a whole bunch of risk. Let's look at that get a look on our website getyourroadmap.com getyourroadmap.com or give us a call reach out to us at 855-546-2074 855-546-2074 we'll take a break come right back with more Expedition Retirement Why would someone write a book called Fire Your Financial Advisor? Greg Ayler, the president of Golden Reserve, believes there's something seriously wrong with the financial industry. It's an industry that gets paid on how much you've saved. So when you spend your money, they take a pay cut. You see the conflict? They have a vested interest in keeping your money in the stock market and at risk. Greg believes there's a better way. When you call to talk about your retirement, you'll get a free copy. Or go to FireYourFinancialAdvisor.com. Coming up on the second half of Expedition Retirement, financial lessons from college mascots, deadlines that you don't want to miss in retirement, and do you want to be in the next wave of retirees? All that coming up on the second half of Expedition Retirement. Well, we love college football around here, and part of the fun is the mascots. Of course, at Ohio State, we have Brutus. Uh, Michigan State has Sparty. Georgia has Ugga. And out there on the West Coast, uh, Oregon has the Duck. And so they're a big part of college football. But, Greg, you have an interesting take on financial organizations, financial companies. You think that they should all have mascots. I want you to tell me what the mascots are, and I want you to tell me why. What is all this about?
2: Well, you know, some of them already do. Right. Like, you know, when you see Merrill Lynch running around, you got the bull. That big right? bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah bull. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, people are like, well, why a bull? Well, bull market, obviously. Okay. You know, like the money always goes up. Right, Randy? Mm. You don't see a lot of—I <laughs> <laughs> mean, you'd be, a weird, you'd be a weird financial advisor if you had a bear mascot. Maybe they're one—I don't know. Maybe one exists. I'm not aware of it, but the bear mascot would be a little depressing. Hey, just so you know, when you give us your money— it's probably gonna be rough <laughs> like so so you can understand you know Merrill was the bull yeah I, I think that was a tough run for Merrill a lot of people don't realize I can't remember when they actually were acquired by Bank of America I think it was over a little over ten years ago mm-hmm. and um, you know going into banks was a big ego hit I think for a lot of Merrill advisors because they now they're just in a bank yeah. right like they're part of a big bank where they're basically a rounding error Bank of America is way bigger than Merrill Lynch mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a hard transition. And it also is a different type of client, a different type of prestige. And it, it just, I think, changed their practice a little bit. So we don't see as much Merrill as we used to. I think, you know, a lot of ways it's gotten a lot smaller. Edward Jones, on the other hand, we see them in all the small markets, right? You know, they they seem to hide, if you will. <laughs> if you're going to, you know, if I'm building a mascot for Eddie Jones, right, like I'm thinking to myself, you know they're always in the small markets. You know, I think in my book, fire your financial advisor. I do an entire chapter on Eddie, and I call it the villain because of how many times they've been sued, and no one really talks about how their model is built. But in a lot of ways, it's built to take advantage of everyday Midwesterners, uh, where there's not a lot of competition and charge high fees, and hopefully take on too many clients. A lot of those people have five or six hundred, oh, up to a thousand clients which is impossible for one human to actually do any sort of a good job. Mm-hmm. When most people tell you about 100 clients is the max you could service and do a good job planning. But they don't care. They're just obviously selling American funds. But back to the mascot, if I was thinking to myself, who is a greedy? I think their fees are like 1.25% or what. You go to smartassets.com and see, I think it's around 1.25. I think of a chubby little groundhog. <laughs> that's what that's what I think they are. I think He's they'd be chopping up all over. It'd be a weird mascot, but I think if they're a chubby looker, because they hide, right? They yeah. hide all the time. They're very, you know, they're, every time they see mm-hmm. any competition or anything that would challenge their model, they go to another smaller city and open another office. You know, they're kind of goofy and they're pudgy. I think they're a little greedy, <laughs> so they're eating up all that. You know, they're 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 getting fed pretty well in these smaller markets. Unfortunately, by a lot of hardworking retirees. I know, and, you, know, you know, old punks of towny
0: Phil's not always right either. You know, <laughs> no, no. So, so
2: that is that is a hundred percent how <laughs> that is a hundred percent what their mascot should be, the chubby mascot. I should talk to Penny Pennington, see what she thinks. By the way, Edward Jones people do not like me. Um, shocking. Uh, shocking that I, I don't do well with the Edward Jones crowd, but I don't care. You they don't get the a Christmas the card from those guys, nah, you don't get invited to the party. No, nah, they're the worst of the worst because of how they built their model. <laughs> they clearly are targeting smaller areas with less competition where they think they can really take advantage of what I think are the you know the, the backbone of America. But I mean, if we're talking about other scumbags, um, <laughs> speaking of scumbags, Ken Fisher is, oh. is, is next on my list. He's the guy that you know. If you see him on TV, he looks angry all the time, and he looks like Count Dar- He looks like Count Dracula. Ah. So if I had a maybe fangs and like should be like brought into the Fisher investments, like they always say, you know, if they're the ones, if you don't, you know, if you do better, we do better. And they do all the call centers. So Fisher basically shut down all their offices and do all call centers now. So if you want to talk to a human that's around you or be around you, a lot of times they're basically all in on marketing. Now this is the guy that, inherited a lot of stuff from his daddy, wrote like 80 books that nobody read. And somehow, obviously through pure, you know, sometimes the market's favorable to people like obviously old Kenny boy. He's one of the richest people in the world. And, you know, he hates conservative investments. He hates them. He hates annuities. He hates anything that makes him less money. He charges a little bit more. So I think sucking the Fees out of your accounts, count Dracula. He looks like his hair slick black, it's black. We know he's dying it. Come on. I think that would be the perfect mascot for Fisher investments. And 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 to put the whole thing in circle, there has to be one that represents one of the you know famous Midwest farm animals here. Let's old Ricky Edelman. And it is the oink 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 oink. We are talking about little piggy man. Uh. Ricky Edelman's Edelman Financial, if you guys remember, they bought a mutual fund store, they bought financial engines, and now they've been bought and sold. They've been bought by a private equity company, which means that they have to, you know, people wonder why, well, why do they keep charging more? It's because the private equity companies keep selling it, and they need to keep making more money, and they want to take it out of your accounts. So he doesn't really own it anymore, or not a huge portion of it, I should say. I don't have the exact data, but I know, obviously, he's been purchased and repurchased and purchased again by different financial funds. And they're charging like 165 or one seven five one point seven five 1.75%. Good grief. Because there's a starting, I mean, that is the oinker. I mean, he is Little Miss Piggy, right? If, if you imagine Little Miss Piggy as his mascot walking out saying, hey, Kermie, and like, you know, doing like her thing. To me, Little Miss Piggy would be the perfect Edelman financial. So. You know, we're having a little fun here with mascots, and we could tell who we we obviously really don't care for. But what I really don't care for altogether is this wrapper fee that's been sold as a win for retirees, right? When people are saying that they get, oh, my advisor is a fiduciary. Did I mention he's a fiduciary and he only charges me 1.75%? <laughs> Because that's in my best interest. Does that feel like in your best interest? That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Does 175 feel like – 125, 135? Does 1% – does getting charged based on the zeros in your account versus the work they're actually doing feel like it's in your best interest? Because it doesn't to me. And they've demonized anything that is even approaching cutting into their pie. Oh, if you have a commission product, you're you're bad. It's like really, I just got a 5.5% CD. Do you know that pays a commission, but I get my 5 5% no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. You know, do you, you know an iPhone has a 98% commission? But if you want an iPhone, that's what you want. Right. So you pay, everything in the world has a commission, yet it's bad when it comes to financial services. Everything has a commission, cars, houses, everything has a commission, but not financial services. The people that have commissions for those are bad. And the reality is, is they're not bad because they're actually selling something, you're getting exactly what you want and you don't care what it costs. Hey, hey, I want I want a CD that's 5%. I know that the bank's gonna make commission on it, but I want the 5% CD. Okay, cool. Hey, I want an annuity that obviously gives me 10% upside and no risk and they're gonna make sure that they take care of my money for the next decade and they're not gonna charge me any fees over the course of this. No fees come out of my money unlike mutual funds. And guess what? They get a commission for selling it. Well, yeah, because they're not charging you 1.5% a year forever. Mm-hmm. By the way, the commission of annuities doesn't come out of your money. That's the hilarious part about it. The commission doesn't come out of the CD. It's not like your CD, that your $100 CD starts at $90. Or your $100,000 annuity doesn't start at $90,000. No, it starts at $100,000. They factored it in. Whereas if you buy an A share mutual fund, it comes out. Your hundred dollar share starts at ninety five dollars, and that's really the confusing part. Or their fees. You know, they're taking out their one. Their one point five percent fee comes out every quarter or every month or every year or however they charge you. So, we think that there's just this huge lie happening across America when it comes to financial advisors, investments, and in their fees. So to fix it, Randy, we start talking about our fee filter. Our fee filter, we do it at no cost. You don't have to give us your money to manage. You know, we talk to retirees. You know, we focus exclusively on the retiree market. If you're at, near, or in retirement, we are here for you. Bring us your statements. We don't charge you. Our fee filter is part of every roadmap, and we'll show you what you're paying to the penny each year in advisor fees and in investment fees. Believe it or not, your investment fees in the financial world are not documented. That is how criminal it is. It's deducted from your gains or it's added to your losses. So you'll never see a line item on a mutual fund statement, an actively managed mutual fund that shows you, oh, here's the fees for the year. No. 12B1 fees are netted off. You know, these things, and that's how the system's built to beat you. You have no idea what's coming out. But if you have the right software, which we do, we run it for you. And I think that's the eye-opening, what am I paying? And then you can make the judgment. Is this worth it? Like, it may be worth it. I don't know. I mean, I can't see how Miss Piggy would be worth it, but maybe Edelman. I don't know. Maybe the Fat Groundhog would be worth it. I doubt it, but maybe <laughs> at least have the numbers right. If you're working with the Fat Groundhog Count Dracula, or Miss Piggy, and you're saying to yourself, "Oh my gosh, this guy's driving me crazy." Fine, I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna see what I'm paying. Well, look at the number, and you say, "Listen, if paying twenty five thousand dollars a year, which is probably what most people are paying, if they have about a million bucks, million and a half bucks." If paying $25,000 a year out of your accounts that doesn't go to your family feels good and like you're getting a bunch of value, and don't confuse value with market going up. The market goes up or down no matter what work they're doing. So do not affiliate market growth a lot of times with this because it's confusing, right? You You can ride the market for a fraction of that cost. If you really just want to ride the market, go buy some index funds.
0: I'm uh, still picturing Ken Fisher with a big black collar, and he comes on, and he's not Count Dracula, but he's he's the Count from Sesame Street. Let me tell you how we're going to charge
2: you. One, two, three. I, yep. I can see it. Yeah, well, you know,
1: <laughs> Randy, the,
2: the fee filter is the ultimate feeling for it. And we don't do this, obviously, we don't want to make anyone feel like they made a mistake. What we want to do is illuminate, hey, this trillion-dollar system's built to beat you. Yeah. And they do a good job of hiding it and changing the words and fiduciaries and CFPs and they mask it with all these all these commercials and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, all that we have to do is say, "Hey, here's what they're charging you. Does this make sense? And here's what you know other people are charging, and see what you're getting. Are you getting tax advice? Are you getting tax returns? What are you actually getting for this fee? And it, when you line up the services and the and the actual deliverables against other folks, I think most people will be like." I'm not getting a lot. I'm getting some calls on my birthday. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, a confusing meeting once a year where they just talk about, you know, my grandkids and a bunch of shiny charts I don't understand. So that's the art of the roadmap, Randy, and we think that everyone needs a fee filter.
0: Well, we've had some fun with the fees today, but there's nothing fun about having all that money come out of your accounts and not going to you in retirement, going to somebody else's retirement. That's what we want to stop. And we would love to run that roadmap for you and show you what you're paying in fees, investment fees and advisor fees, and how can we put that money in your pocket GetYourRoadmap.com. GetYourRoadmap.com. You can start right there. Or give us a call right now. 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. Well, a lottery winner in Florida just made a huge mistake. We'll tell you what that is coming up next on Expedition Retirement.
1: We often use the term climbing the mountain." talking about doing something difficult. Your 30 year work life is a lot like that. You get to the top, plant your flag and retire. Now what? Did you know that 75% of deaths on Mount Everest happen on the way down? You need a new guide. Go to our website and you'll see that mountain. Meet one of our retirement planners and we'll show you how to get down retirement mountain. Find us at getyourroadmap.com.
0: Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. If it's time to talk about your retirement, hit our website. Let's get this thing going. GetYourRoadmap.com. Well, if you win the lottery, you probably know that you have a period of time to come forward. Everybody gets all their ducks in a row, and then they come out and they get that great big check, right? Well, if you don't come forward after a year, the money goes back into the pot. You lose the money. Well, somebody won $36 million down in Florida and that happened. They did not come forward. They missed the deadline and they lost the $36 million. So I got to believe that somebody lost the ticket or didn't even know that they won because I can't believe somebody passed up $36 million.
1: Anyway, (laughs) <laughs> Ouch. Ouch! Ouch. <laughs> exactly. Ouch.
0: All right. So there are, we talk about deadlines in retirement, different ages that you have to do certain things. We talk about missed opportunities in retirement. So, Greg, if you were to say, you know, here's the things that we've got to make sure that we hit, the deadlines that we have to do, and we don't want to miss these opportunities, what would they be off the top of your head?
2: You know, the big three. And big three, you always get questions are Medicare, you know, the big 65, right? Like everyone's trying to figure out when to elect, what to let, gap. Mm-hmm you know advantage what to handle because you're going on to the government's insurance program right mm-hmm. so you're buying supplements to that but that to me is a huge one that is on everyone's mind a lot of times it drives their retirement date it shouldn't always do that but sometimes it drives you know i got to wait till i get to medicare so before i retire okay social security is a big one you know social security yes yeah. Yeah, so, you know between 62 and 70 right people are trying to figure out should i turn it on right away and get the most out of it should i wait i mean it does have 8% growth every year so we try to show people if they're relatively healthy how long they can wait before turning it on. And you can usually have a home run win if you live a normal life. You know, if you wait and, and wait until 70 or even later in your 60s, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And then when you turn it on, it catches up the downfall of you skipping a couple years really, really fast. And then all of a sudden in the latter half, it's just a financial windfall in terms of you making a lot more money. So a lot of times we do the math for folks, and it's a comfort thing. If people aren't comfortable waiting, then, you know, don't wait, okay. <laughs> you know. And then last but not least, uh, required minimum draws, that uh, big, i got to wait till 59 and a half before I can take money, but I don't have to take money out of my IRAs or 401Ks until 73 now. It used to be 70 and a half, then 72, then 73. You know, obviously it's going to keep going up. The idea being what's the right move, And and, and for me, Randy, that's probably the most impactful one. Obviously Medicare is kind of mechanical. It kinda of is what it is. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of opportunity. Social Security is important, but almost everybody's already got it turned on just because they're anxious. So a lot of times we don't get a lot of time to help people navigate that. But when it comes to IRA dollars, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, getting people focused not on waiting till seventy three, that's Uncle Sam's plan, because you can lose a lot of opportunity to detax. That money's taxed no matter what. I mean, that's what we have to keep getting people through their head. Like that half a million dollars, that million dollar IRA, it's gonna get taxed no matter what. The only question is when and how much. Why don't we put together a plan, we call it our tax map, to show you when and how to take money out of your IRA every year. Whether it be taking it out or converting it to a Roth, doesn't matter, as long as we're paying tax on it. Let's pay tax on your terms instead of Uncle Sam's. And when we do that, it creates a lot of value and a lot of savings. I mean, you're going from, you know, possibly paying 40 percent of your IRA to Uncle Sam to ten percent, you know, if we do it right. And and our team of CPAs help us build that. You know, it's it's a lot of math, but at the end of the day, it is a huge opportunity. I mean, this is your probably largest financial asset, and it's all taxable. So so these are the things, Randy, that we want to make sure people are focusing on. Missed opportunities happen all the time, but a lot of times having a guide, you know, the do it yourself or sometimes, too, kind of get lost in the investment shuffle, and they forget all of the other things that are important about retirement. It's just not about investments. It's about protection and planning and even getting your legal documents updated. You know, a lot of people have don't mm-hmm. touch their documents after their they have their kids and Obviously get their wills for their guardianship of who's going to take care of our kids if we can't, but then they never touch it again. So getting that in front of folks to make sure that they're, you know, hey, maybe we should update your health care provider attorney, your financial provider attorney, you know, who would be the backup after your spouse. Those are things that we want to make sure that we're not missing those opportunities to, Randy, you know, in retirement, because those are the ones that can impact a lot of the biggest decisions that you've spent your whole lifetime building. It
0: is interesting how the financial discussion just continues to, you know, the dominoes keep falling. You think you're going to walk in and talk about nothing but investments, but then you're talking about taxes and you're talking about fees and you're talking about health care and you're talking about Social Security and then, you know, the legal documents in your life. It, It just there's a lot of things to handle when it comes to this point in your life. And it's time to get that conversation going. Give us a look on our website. Getyourroadmap.com is a great place to start. Well, as Greg and I have been doing the show, and as we've seen what retirees are doing and watching what they're doing, when COVID hit, a lot of people decided, "I'm retiring." You know, this whole business of I don't want to work from home. I'm this. That's just not me. I'm a person who you know puts on the the shirt and tie every day and I go to the office and I just don't like it. So. They had the money to retire, so they did. And there was. they called it the Great Resignation. A lot of people retired at that time. Well, a lot of those people went back to work when inflation went up to 9% because they found they didn't have enough money to retire. Well, now we're seeing another new wave of people retiring. As a matter of fact, one study out there, right now there are 2.7 million people retired that they didn't think would be retired. So there's a lot of people taking Greg up on his offer to retire so, Greg, I'm, I wonder about that. For people who are, you know, trying to make that decision whether or not to retire, there's a lot of people moving out of the workplace. That takes, you know, people who are in their 60s like me. Maybe we're a little more valuable now. Maybe we hang in there for a little
2: longer. What do you say to that?
0: People weighing that out when they talk to you?
2: It is one of the hardest emotional decisions. A lot of times it's not a financial decision. It's an emotional one when it comes to when to actually pull the plug, right, when to mm-hmm. retire. The advice we give everyone is let's first figure out exactly what's going on with your financial house. So as we mentioned earlier, let's build the roadmap that talks about taxes, fees, market risk, long-term care. But then let's transition to the income tent because I think the income tent is one of the, the the most powerful tools for retirees to make a decision to retire. And the reason of that is because unlike other made-up numbers and formulas and, and retirement calculations, it just – all of our income tent does. It looks at what you spent last year. It looks at your income. And then it projects it forward with conservative 5% returns for the next 25 years. And, you know, it has a little inflation built in. It has a little bit of fun, you know, travel money. But at the end of the day, it gives you a very clear picture. Oh, here's what my nest egg would be looking like if I spent the same amount of money I did last year. Mm -hmm. And if that number is big, you're kind of going to say, what? Wow, I should retire like yesterday. Hmm. And, you know, a lot of times I think people are so surprised or if you're already retired, it encourages you to spend more of your retirement money. Mm-hmm. And because we don't charge a percentage of our state, we can do stuff like this because when we do I think people are like, well, why isn't anybody else talking about this? Because if you're in, you know, the Fisher, Edelman, Eddie, Morgan, Merrill – Raymond, whoever, game, if you enjoy your retirement, they take a pay cut. Like, it's inarguable. (laughs) If you spend your money and someone charges you a percentage, they take a pay cut. How that's a fiduciary, how that can be possible is beyond me, but they literally are disincentivized for you enjoying your life savings. So we build a different system. You know, we just have a flat fee. No matter how many zeros are in your bank account, everybody gets charged the same amount based on the work we do. How novel. And by doing that, you know, we can really build a different kind of relationship. It allows us to build the income tent. And that income tent can show them, yeah, dude, go spend all your money. We don't care. Go have some fun. You know, you got 25, you know, 30 years to do it. Let's make sure we have enough. But at the end of the day, almost everyone's there. So we talk a lot about the financial components, but then the emotional components, Randy, people don't realize you get the most enjoyment out of your retirement in the first five years. Mm -hmm. Inarguable. 'Cause you do everything you want to do, you do all the fun stuff you were waiting to do. And then you kinda it kinda goes down, your enjoyment level goes a little bit down. And it's because the older you get, you enjoy stuff less. That's just unfortunately how psychology works. I didn't I didn't write the study, so don't bark at me if you're, you know, saying, That's not true. I'm still happy as a clam. I'm glad you're happy. I'm just saying statistically you're probably a little less happy the older you get, doing things like going to Florida or you know, taking trips and all that kind of fun stuff. So my advice is if you think you retire, retire. Most people go back to and start working isn't because they have to. It's because they just have fear that's probably stoked by the financial industry. Oh, you're going to run out of money. You're going to run out of money. The average age in America is 78. That's a fact. That's the the average age that people make it to, 78. And I say that not to be like Debbie Downer because everybody, you know, but at the same time, it's like enjoy your money. You don't know what tomorrow we're going to bring. And if you keep putting things off, a lot of times you put it off to a point where you can't do it anymore. And I think that's the hard, you know, reality is, you know, we basically bought my parents a trip to Hawaii because my dad's been talking about Pearl Harbor for, you know, my grandfather served in World War II. He's been talking about going to Pearl Harbor his whole life. And let's just force the issue here. And we bought him a ticket. We're like, go figure it out. And they love it now, right? You know, Big John and Sandy, obviously, they're big fans of yours, Randy. (laughs) And parents uh, are the best. (laughs) And, um, you know, for us. That is the income tent is part of every roadmap. It gives people permission to enjoy retirement in a way that they didn't think was possible. And when you start to think about, again, want versus need. What do I need to do everything I want in retirement? Do I want more money? Maybe. Do I want bigger returns? Do I want my accounts to be bigger? Maybe. But what's the cost of that? What's the expense of that? What's the do without? i got to wait one more year to retire. Do i I got to wait one more year to go to Hawaii. Some of these things, you just run out of road. So why? So you can die thinking about, look how big my accounts are? No. You're going to want life. You're going to want things that were lived. You're going to want to have experiences. And I think that is why we built the income tent. The financial industry doesn't do this. They don't talk about you spending your money. They don't talk about you enjoying money. They they do a bunch of stupid commercials about you walking on beaches. But when it comes down to it, they're going to scare you about inflation and cost of living and put more of your money in risk than they need to every time because it's how they get paid. And if you spend your money, they take a pay cut. That's not good enough for retirees. That's not how it should be. And and that's why we're storming through the Midwest right now, obviously winning in ways that no one thought possible because we're telling what's going on behind the curtain, right? Mm. We're showing them, look, here's what they're really saying. If you spend your money, I take a pay cut. Well, that doesn't feel like a system I want to be in. Well, of course not. I want to be in a system where I'm incentivized to enjoy the money I spent 30 to 40 years building with my family. And I think that income tent with our our roadmap protects the money. The income tent then hopefully encourages you to spend your money. And it's a very different experience when you sit down with a retirement planner. It's a very different financial experience than you've had in the past. And I think that's why it's turned a lot of heads and saying, you know what? I like going to this place because they keep telling me to spend more money versus <laughs> obviously going to other folks where they have to spend less money, Randy. And that's obviously why we build every roadmap. We want people to enjoy the retirement they built. They, we want their retirement to be the exciting part and their plan and investments to be the boring part of retirement.
0: Well, it is different over here at Golden Reserve and we would love to have the conversation and show you how. Give us a look on our website, getyourroadmap.com. That's getyourroadmap.com or give us a call 855-546-2074, 855-546-2074 and let's get the conversation going. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next week right here on Expedition Retirement.
1: Thanks for listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler. To learn more about getting the help you need to and through retirement, go to getyourroadmap.com.